This is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about the latest data breach trends with Karen Barney, program director and research analyst at the Identity Theft Resource Center. Thanks for joining us today, Karen. Thank you. For starters, why don't you describe the Identity Theft Resource Center for us? The Identity Theft Resource Center was established in 1999 initially to support victims of identity theft in resolving their cases. It grew to include broadening public education and awareness efforts through the website to help consumers understand identity theft and related issues. In addition to those services, the ITRC also works with other groups and agencies on a wide variety of other initiatives to educate the public and reduce individual risks. Since 2005, the Identity Theft Resource Center has also tracked security breaches in order to look for patterns, new trends, and any information that may better help us to protect data and assist companies in developing best practices. Okay, so how does the center gather its statistics on data breaches? Do you track breaches of a certain size or scope, and in in what sector do you track breaches in the U.S.? Basically, we track information that is available on four attorney general's offices. That usually enables us to see a breach notification letter that may have been sent out in regard to, to a breach. We look at a mass number of media outlets to see what, when, and where any of these breaches may be occurring. And we also share information with other entities that you know, post this kind of information as well. As to the size or scope of breaches, we don't necessarily have a hard number as far as small in size that we begin including on our list. And, of course, it goes up to the millions on those larger breaches. We just stick to the facts as they are reported. We don't editorialize on any of that information. Many times the breaches on our list will have multiple attributions from media sources and media outlets. We try to capture as many of those as we can necessary to support the breach incident. We try to identify the number of exposed records when that is available. Sometimes the information may be encrypted, but we also state that we do not consider that adequate protection for information. We also include breaches on our list that do not include personal identifying information. So a lot of breaches nowadays, which include passwords, usernames, and email addresses, we will include in our overall breach count, but we do not include the number of records, even if it is known, since they do not trigger breach notification laws throughout the country. We focus primarily on those that include social security numbers, credit debit card numbers, financial account numbers, driver's licenses, those pieces of information that trigger breach notification in our total count. We do this on a weekly basis. We update it every day and post once a week. And we cover five industry sectors, business, education, government, military, health and medical, and the banking, credit, and financial sectors. You've issued a new report that shows there were 213 breaches in the first six months of this year in the U.S. in all the sectors that you track. How does that number compare with the first half of last year? number of breaches are down this year. We had 213 for the first half, which is a 9% decrease from the 231 that were reported in the first half of 2011. Uh, Whether or not this represents an actual decrease in the number of breach incidents or just a decrease in reporting is it possible to determine. Now, your report states that a majority of organizations experiencing breaches are sharing very little information about the incidents. 
Please explain that finding, and what's the reason for that lack of transparency, do you think? Good question, and one I wish I had a better answer for. The ITRC does attempt to identify the cause of a breach based on the information that is made public, which is available. The ITRC has tracked five possible causes since 2005, data on the move, accidental exposure, insider theft, subcontractors, and hacking. In 2012, we added employee error and negligence, since this is recognized industry-wide as a potential area of threat for businesses. And so far this year, 63.4% of the breaches, the breach notification material has not identified attributes that the Identity Theft Resource Center could capture as to the cause of the data breach incident. I don't doubt that the potential loss of customers, reputation, and brand image come into play when deciding whether or not a business is going to be transparent in the case of a data breach incident. Several studies, as you well know, have shown interesting findings regarding consumer reactions to companies which have experienced a data breach incident, and unfortunately, not the least of which is leaving that company One recent Poneman survey did indicate that more customers are remaining loyal after a breach, which should encourage businesses to overcome any trepidation that they might have in reporting a breach. It is of interest to the ITRC that many data breach incidents, which expose the non-sensitive personal information, such as passwords and PIN numbers, are reported in the media, even though current breach notification laws do not mandate that they do so. So businesses should recognize the potential for harm posed by this type of information, especially in light of one current survey that reflected 92% of the respondents indicated that lost or stolen passwords or PIN numbers were their, was their number one cause for worry. So the ITRC definitely calls for greater transparency in order to enable consumers to take whatever proactive steps are necessary to protect themselves. All right, let's go over some of the other key findings from the report for the first half of this year. Breaches involving third parties, such as business associates, doubled in the first half of this year versus last year. What do you think is the reason for that growth, and what can be done to address that problem? Well, one primary reason is most likely the vetting of the third-party security protocols and practices, um, which is combined with the fact that there is more than likely an increased amount of work being outsourced and there needs to be adequate verification of that subcontractor's ability to protect the information. So basically the ITRC believes that greater efforts need to be made in identifying weaknesses in the chain of information. Breaches in the healthcare sector represented about 27% of the incidents you identified in the first half of this year, and that's up from 17% in the first half of last year. Why do you think that's the case? Is it because more organizations are complying with the requirements of the HIPAA breach notification rule, perhaps? It is very likely that that mandatory reporting has played a role in the increased number of data breach incidents in the healthcare industry. They're also much better at reporting, let's say, the number of records that have been compromised. It may also be due to the fact that medical identification numbers are significantly more valuable than Social Security numbers, and as such, they are a much more desirable target to hackers and those who would profit from that information. And we can go ahead and say insiders, hackers, and organized crime fit that bill. So while insider theft incidents in the medical industry are down slightly from the first half, these insider thefts are still most prevalent in the healthcare industry as compared to the other sectors. 
In contrast, breaches in the banking industry are on the decline. Please share those statistics and explain why you think incidents are down in this sector. It is a good sign for the financial industry that the number of reported incidents has dropped significantly so far this year. To date, this year, only nine breaches have been reported on the ITRC breach list, which is down from the 19 reported for the first half of 2011. Um, The ITRC has always recognized that the financial industry has consistently demonstrated better data protection efforts because they must comply with requirements and regulations to ensure that they protect consumer financial information, security and confidentiality of customer information is also mandated, and they also face multiple ongoing audits for security and confidentiality. Insider threats are on the decline, your report shows. Please define insider threat, share the statistics, and offer your insights on why these incidents are declining. Basically, the ITRC identifies insider employee theft as when someone inside the company participates or assists someone in stealing records and information. We typically categorize it as malicious for the purposes of the ITRC breach report as it's often combined with hacking. Um, It should not be considered the same as the negligent or accidental attribute, which we added in 2012. So far in 2012, only 7.5% of the reported data breach incidents have been identified as involving insider threats, down from the 17.3% reported for the same time period last year. And this decrease was also reflected in the recent Verizon Security Report. One possible reason for this decline may be the increased awareness that employees and insiders do pose a potential threat, and as such, businesses are increasing their efforts to improve their security protocols for protecting information, and basically we see that as better tracking and auditing practices to more clearly identify these internal risks, the development and implementation of protocols and policies addressing these perceived risk factors, the enforcement of these protocols and practices, addressing the need for stricter password and account management practices, implementing a more secure physical environment for how that information is maintained, corporate-wide advanced training for all to understand the possible complications of breached information, and not least of all, anticipation and preparation for that next threat. So to wrap up, based on your analysis for the first half of this year, what would you say are the most important steps organizations in all sectors can take to help prevent breaches? Well, I truly believe that preventing breaches is going to be difficult, but some steps that businesses can take to minimize their risk is to know what your current status is, um, conduct a risk assessment, and determine those areas which need the greatest level of security and heightened measures of protection, Recognize that IT and network security alone will not protect your data, that it's in the hands of individuals that also need to be a part of the process. Create an organizational ethic where the employees do realize the importance of protecting personal information. Have them own that. And implement best practices in the way information is handled through authentication and verification, high levels of protecting it, and limiting the access to personal information by employees on a need-to-know basis. Much of it is the same as what is the steps that are being taken to minimize insider threat, but on the outside, it's proper disposal of sensitive documents, physical security measures, how information is stored, and the disposal of that information once the business or entity is done using it. 
Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Karen Barney of the Identity Theft Resource Center. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening.